You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome to Barry Wood, who is RDHK's international economics correspondent, for a view from the US. Good morning and good evening, Barry. <laughs> Thank you very much, Stephen, and good morning to you. Yeah, I thought I'd cover my bases on that one. But you're at home in Washington, D.C.? Indeed I am. Wonderful, because I want to kick off by talking about something that's going on there. Now, the Republicans appear to have killed the Emergency National Security Supplemental Appropriations Act. Now, there's a long now, title. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it's- it? <laughs> Yes, I'm glad I've got my teeth in today, I tell you, Barry. Um, So anyway, they appear to have killed that act after senators spent four months writing the border security piece of the bill that the House Republicans themselves demanded. What's going on there? Well, I guess I see it somewhat differently than what you've just said. I think there were Republicans... But largely, that measure is a Democratic measure that the Republicans in the Senate, some of them, signed on to. What the Republicans in the House, and they have a slim majority there, they don't in the Senate, which is democratically administered, is the Republicans in the House want a border wall. They do not regard this legislation as doing anything of substance to stop the flow of migrants across the Mexico-U.S. border. That, in a nutshell, is is what's going on. As to the other elements of that measure, which is aid for Ukraine and aid for Israel, those separately will go ahead. Ah, okay. I didn't realise. I thought it was all tied and one thing. So there will be aid now going to Israel and to Ukraine. That's correct. It won't be in the same measure. It'll be a House or maybe it'll be a Senate introduced measure that will go to the other chamber. Mm. But there's unanimity, Stephen, on Israel. This is the one thing that uh, almost like, you know, opposition to China Everyone is in support of Israel, except for a very small percentage of of Republicans and a somewhat larger percentage of Democrats, but both small. So Israel will get its money. And by the way, no one asks where the budgetary means is to provide that money. We just add it to the deficit and likewise to Ukraine. But it's going to take somewhat longer period of time. Are both sides are supportive of uh, funding Ukraine? I think that's a bit more contentious than Israel, isn't it? You're quite right. You're quite right. And that one is worth watching because, uh, you know, the proponents of aid to Ukraine say, hold it, they're running out of ammunition. If you don't help them, the Russians are going to win. So that urgency, we'll see if that has any impact. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think it's 60 billion, isn't it, they're looking for Ukraine? Yes. These are big, big chunks of money. Big money. Well, just exceeding the European Union's, which was agreed a couple of weeks ago, which was 50 billion. So, yeah, large sums of money there. Absolutely. Look, the Americans provide far more assistance to Ukraine than the Europeans. That's not to diminish what the Europeans are doing. But the Americans have been the largest donor. Yeah, which is why some Americans are pushing back on it. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, Barry, I want to check that. I saw it see a viral video and there's someone driving around the States wearing the Apple Vision Pro goggles. <laughs> I just want to make sure that wasn't you. 
No, it was not me, and it's shocking. You know, there are stupid people in every country. We know that, right, Stephen? Absolutely. Well, this my was a stupid person. My favorite uh, saying and, is, common sense isn't very common. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a, uh, a clear case that uh, somebody who must have had full self-driving in his Tesla uh, on felt that he could uh, sort of test out. You know, this is a product that's only been on the market for less than seven days. But of course it's forbidden. It's not allowed. And Tesla has put out a directive now saying you must not do that. <laughs> and I suppose there would be some others who would try it. Yeah. And yeah, just to say again, common sense isn't very common. But what are your thoughts on the Apple Vision Pro goggles, Barry? You know, Stephen, I'm going to defer to you on this one because I know you're a gamer, you're a technologist. I follow technology. I did try it. I spent 30 minutes with it. Yes. I am terribly impressed with the quality of the resolution. It is very fantastic graphics. And I'm also impressed that you can use your fingers. There's no controller yeah. that's on your desktop. You use your fingers to control things. By the way, there's no earbuds in it. You know, this does not cover your ears. And I'm also impressed that you can use your eyes to focus on an icon in front of you in this virtual space, and that will open, you can manipulate it. It's amazing. Is it going to be a success? I have no idea. I notice that the technology writers say, yes, it will be a huge success, rivaling even the iPhone. We'll see. And what, what did you do on it? You said you were using it for half an hour. Tell, talk us through what you were doing for half an hour. What, what functionality were you using? Well, in this spatial computing, I lined up lots of icons in front of me. I yeah. went one by one in a row and opened them and looked at them. I was amazed at the quality of the, of the graphics, as I mentioned. What particularly got me was when a shark was charging through the water and I wanted to wince or turn away. And secondly, I was with this tightrope walker crossing a chasm of above a very deep and rushing water below. And you felt, oh my goodness, this is, this is dangerous. So yeah, it's, it's life. I think what most users will do is games. And I think it's, it's going to be a godsend for gaming, probably transformative. And also, I think it's going to be where people watch movies because you can, you can just have a big screen in front of you. You can turn it on and off, you know, so it's got huge potential. And maybe even for shopping. I know Carolyn and I went to a organization who was doing programming for the metaverse, and it was quite incredible. It was just like walking around a shop, and that was on a computer screen. So if you take that to Vision Pro, virtual reality, um, it would just be like doing your shopping in a, a, a shop. I don't know how you'd be able to squeeze the tomatoes to make sure they're firm, though. Well, but that's, maybe... that's true. But, Stephen, you're a technologist. What do you think? How does this compare with, say, the, the uh, meta quest and what do you think is going to happen with this vision pro well i haven't got either i mean the vision pro isn't for sale outside of the united states at the moment um i i think you're right it's for gamers i'm not a big serious gamer so i don't know whether i'll be investing the money um but who knows maybe they'll bring out something that kind of tempts me um i think maybe the price is going to come down things and um other things yes. that i would be more interested in but i'm not a big Look, gamer the thing is very heavy on your head that's a problem um you know it's 600 grams uh you know a pound and a half um 
you you can't wear your glasses in it. You have to be issued with a certain kind of uh, you know product that goes on. That's an extra two hundred dollars. The case is two hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. It soon adds but, up, doesn't it? Well, you could give you a neck good exercise if it's heavy. Oh my! Maybe you could do squats yes. with it. You see, I am looking for use for health. I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm not a big gamer, but I would love to buy one because I love gadgets. Anyway, going back to driving, there are lots of issues. It seems every time I, I look in the news with an autonomous vehicle having an accident, um, how's this being perceived in the U.S. And can you see it's going to have a negative impact on the industry? I can. I think that uh, first of all, there's a big slowdown underway in the in the um, electric vehicle market. There are all these cameras and all of this business about the accidents, you know, Tesla's way ahead. The other products, and there's many more coming into the market all the time, are having more problems. I think uh, you can look at the stock price of Tesla, it's gone down so far this year. Uh, I, I don't think, I think it's more a blip than something that's going to really challenge the safety of these vehicles. Uh, Tesla keeps updating and people who own Teslas want to be part of this test crowd that can look at the new self, full self-driving FSD, it's now version 12. But uh, yeah, it's an issue, but we're in, a, we're in a low phase at the moment. Yeah, and statistically though, is it still safer? Do they still, are they still circulating data on that? It's still safer Absolutely. than a human driver? Yeah. They're saying it's mm. far safer than anything you can do. Yeah. But of course you can't wear some headset. No, <laughs> best not to do that. But Tesla's not in the big seven anymore. A lot of people are saying it's dropped out. What's the story on that one? Oh, I think that's temporary. Look, a lot mm. of people really dislike Elon Musk. He's got his own problems. He's got a huge pay package. Uh, he's got problems with X or what was Twitter. So we'll see. But uh, he's in a lull. Tesla's in a lull. Self-driving and, and, and electric vehicles are in a lull. GM and, and Ford have sort of dropped back. They're going into hybrids. Toyota is moving in hybrids. There's a, I think people are sort of stuck right now, paying their Christmas bills that have come due. Um, yeah, but I can relate to that. the U.S. economy is looking good. Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent, always a pleasure to chat to you.